Patriots Beat is brought to you by The Athletic. The Athletic is a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. The model is simple, no ads, no pop-ups, and no autoplay videos. Instead, readers get in-depth coverage written by journalists who know their teams and leagues inside and out. Today, my listeners can get 40% off by visiting theathletic.com and using the promo code PATSBEAT. That means the subscription is just $2.99 a month. You can't beat it. Again, subscribe today by going to theathletic.com slash PATSBEAT or just use the promo code PATSBEAT for 40% off and to be part of the future of sports journalism. Everybody, it's Trags. It's Wednesday, February 20th, and it's time for episode 286 of Patriots Beat on the CLNS Media Network. Find us at clnsmedia.com and follow us on Twitter at Patriots CLNS. It's crazy time for NFL teams as they start planning out their 2019 rosters, and that includes your six-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, fresh from their Super Bowl 53 win in Atlanta. Antonio Brown met with Art Rooney on Tuesday, and both agreed it's time to move on. What does all of this mean? Well, the window for franchise tagging players is now open, and the Patriots have three legit candidates for it. Here to discuss all of that, Antonio Brown, franchise tagging, is Alex Barth. Alex, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Let's first of all talk, Alex, about the franchise tagging, because I think a lot of fans around New England want to know, is it going to be Trey Flowers, Trent Brown, or Stephen Guskowski, or none of the above? Uh, right now, it looks like none of the above. It's tough to say, because before the Patriots can think about the franchise tag, they need to open up cap space, and they'll do that through uh, contract restructures, extensions, um, potentially eliminating some contracts, uh, maybe even a trade or two. We'll see. Right now, it has to be none because they just don't have the cap space to do it. Maybe with Gostowski, if they know for sure they're really just using it uh, to buy more time to sign an extension. But right now, they don't have the cap space for it. If I had to pick one of the two between Brown or Flowers because – I think that's the conversation anybody's everybody's having right now. Right. I, th- I think it's Flowers because he's homegrown. Um, there, there's a larger sample size of him playing at a high level. He really is a key piece to that defense where we all know how important left tackle is. But the Patriots, the rest of the offensive line is pretty solid and they solid. And they did use a first round pick on a left tackle last year. So if I had to lean one way between the two of them, I would go Flowers. But we're still a long way away from the Patriots being able to think about that. Well, that's why uh, there are so many spinning wheels and so many integrated parts that you have to consider all at once. Not the least of which is what's Rob Gronkowski going to do? And Drew Rosenhaus was on ESPN on Tuesday and said that Gronk would probably make up his mind in the next couple of weeks. Something he actually, by the way, Gronk himself said after the Super Bowl, but uh, he's going to take, I guess, maybe another week or two longer than even he thought uh, right after the Super Bowl win uh, to make up his mind whether or not he's retiring. The reason that's so important, of course, and, you know, our colleague Evan Lazar pointed this out on Twitter on Tuesday as well, is if he does retire, that opens up a lot of cap space for the Patriots, right? So if they can know if Gronk is going to retire or not, that can help them plan for 
uh, free agency before free agency opens on March 13th. I happen to believe that, um, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to really franchise anybody because Bill Belichick just hates using it. I mean, it's, right. it's, it ties up too much money, uh, in one player and commits, uh, higher, what, 120% of the top five, yes. um, salaries at that particular position. And that, if, if he does use it, it's generally to buy time to create an extension. And in either of those situations, Flowers or Brown, I don't know that those guys, those don't seem like the kind of guys that are going to work on that extension. Like, you know, to go back to Gostowski, like Gostowski did in the past when they used it, um, or, you know, guys like Dion Branch, they tried to do it that way. I don't think either of these guys is going to be interested in working in that, on that extension once they have that 15 to 17 million guaranteed sitting in front of them. I agree. And also, um, it's important to note that they've only used it once since 2012, and it was on Steven Guskowski. And when you use it on a kicker, the overall, the absolute value or the absolute cost to the team is not nearly what it would be uh, in terms of trying to apply that same tag uh, to a Trey Flowers or a Trent Brown. It'd be right. about $18 million, uh maybe a little bit more, on Trey Flowers and about fifteen to fifteen point eight million on Trent Brown, whereas even with the hundred and twenty percent surcharge on Stephen Guskowski, you're looking at about six million bucks. Well, that's a third of the cost. So you're if you absolutely feel that you want Stephen Guskowski part of your roster again in twenty nineteen, and I think um given how hard it is to find truly um, reliable kickers in the NFL, yeah. I think Belichick would do that. And there is one interesting thing. You mentioned the, num- the number breakdown. There is one technicality in there that may attract Belichick's interest. So you mentioned Trey Flowers between 17 and 18 million. The tag, it's the second most expensive tag in football behind quarterback is defensive end. Right. Now for Trent Brown, you think, well, tackles make a lot of money. There is no offensive tackle tag. There is no left tackle tag. It's offensive All of the linemen, right, are grouped together, and tackle is the highest paid spot on the line. So that number is actually going to be perhaps a little lower than what you might be looking at for Trent Brown. So Belichick may see that and say there is some – value there if you twist it a certain way mentally but at the same time I think Brown's the least likely for the tag because and Evans pointed this out on Twitter plenty of times the sample size is the smallest of performing at a high level he had his issues in San Francisco he had his issues at times this year in New England although they were hidden well if you commit that kind of money to that guy and then he regresses like you said earlier, that's a lot of money invested in somebody at a key position that it's going to make it really tough to fix whatever he's doing wrong with another uh, with another player. Mike Renner at Pro Football Focus had uh, five candidates that he figures is going are, are candidates to be overpaid in free agency, and none other than Trent Brown was on that list. So, oh yeah. Um, it is, it, Trent Brown's a fascinating case for me because he on the surface is somebody, if they lost him, would concern me a little bit because A, I think you, you're expecting a lot from Isaiah Wynn, the rookie who did not obviously play in 2018, uh, the, the pick out of Georgia along with, um, Sony Michelle. 
uh, you're putting a lot on his shoulders, I think, and it'd be curious to me where the Patriots go to replace a guy like Trent Brown. Do they think they can do it uh, with a free agent out there? Do they think they can do it through another trade? Obviously, Trent Brown was initially acquired from uh, the 49ers in a trade, so how do they go about doing that? But, you know... I think, you know, the Patriots always figure it out, and I don't think this case would be any different in terms of left tackle. Yeah, it's it's whether you go to win who, like you said, may have some upside but didn't play last year, has never played an NFL snap or in free agency where Brown is, is far and away the top option, no matter what, it's a downgrade, right, at least on the surface. And there is a will-be 42-year-old quarterback behind that left tackle, and you need to factor that in, but – Again, there's there's a risk with Trent Brown taking a step back. Basically, there, there's no easily winning situation for Bill Belichick and the Patriots at left tackle this offseason. There, there's nothing they can do that doesn't involve risk. So it, this is where, on, in a certain way, Bill, but really Ernie Adams in the scouting department, this is where they do their thing and set the Patriots apart. It's going to take every little bit of information. They're going to have to dive into every nook and cranny to really see what the best option is and and go with it. Well, and it's also important to point out, we had the same exact conversation last year when Nate Solder wound up signing with the New York Giants. And look, and look at what happened. It worked out and Trent Brown on the open market. If you look at, you know, per year, average salary per year, Trent Brown has a chance to be the highest paid tackle in football. Uh, Nate Solder came within half a million of that last year. He got 15-5. The highest paid tackle is uh, Taylor Lewan in Tennessee. He is he makes 16 million a year. Brown's going to be in that ballpark, if not over it. So if the Patriots feel like he's the best option, they're really going to have to pay. The franchise tag in that case would perhaps save them some money, at least for the one year. You're looking at 15 and change instead of 16 if he's going to end up being the highest paid tackle. But they need – it's easier said than done. They need to pull another Trent Brown out of their ass. Nobody (laughs) knew he was the guy when they made that trade, right? He was still supposed to compete with Isaiah Wynn. It wasn't even until Isaiah Wynn got hurt that we really all kind of came came to the fact that, okay, this is the left tackle going forwards. Can they do that again? It was remarkable they did it once, but that's why the Patriots are the Patriots. They do things that appear to be once in a generation, and they do them on a regular basis. So we'll see. Can they do it again? Ernie Adams, you're up. Well, and the other thing to keep in mind, it's always been said Tom Brady is one of his best, own best offensive linemen because he gets rid of the football uh, in, well, toward the end of the season. He was getting rid of it at, what, 2.2 seconds. Something like that. One of the five fastest releases in all of football. And that is more than anything probably why Trent Brown has Tom Brady to thank for this mega contract that he's going to get. Uh, probably not from the Patriots, obviously, but uh, somewhere else. And he should really thank his lucky stars uh, for Tom Brady. Speaking with the one and only Alex Barth, our colleague at CLNS Media, discussing all things free agency, franchise tag, and OBJ and Antonio Brown. We'll get to that in just a moment. But I want to tell you about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. 
While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Patriots Beat a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at patriots.robinhood.com. Speaking again with CLNS Media's Alex Barth. Okay, OBJ last year, reportedly almost came very close to becoming a New England Patriot. He could again if the Giants are actively putting him on the market. And I think the Patriots revisiting uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is a lot more likely than the Patriots uh, working out a deal uh, on a trade with 31-year-old Antonio Brown. You agree? Yeah, Antonio Brown's not happening. I don't care if he's 23 years old. It's it's not about Antonio Brown. You can criticize all the Steelers, the Steelers all you want. They're, they're, they've made some dumb decisions. They're smart enough to note not to trade him to the Patriots. I don't think he stays in the NFC. Cause the fact of the matter is. In the is, AFC, you mean? It, yeah, well, they're not going to trade him to the Patriots for sure. Right. The AFC, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they trade him, you know, to a team in a division they don't play for a couple years. But the Steelers, look, they're going to lose Brown. They're going to lose Bell. They still have some young pieces on defense. They still have Smith Schuster. They still have Roethlisberger for at least another year or two. This is not a team that's done competing. This is a weird situation for them where you have a team that's a contender trading their best player. You don't see this every day. Now, part of that is because the Steelers are a mess. But they're not going to send him somewhere where he's going to beat them anywhere sooner than the Super Bowl. They're just not going to let that happen. So you can throw that one right out the window. The Patriots could show up with 10 first-round picks. I don't think the Steelers do it because their window's closing very quickly. Odell Beckham Jr., I, I do think that there is something there because the Patriots were interested in him last season. Now, what's changed since last season? Every wide receiver but Julian Edelman's contract is up. Rob, Gronk, Rob Gronkowski might retire, and Tom Brady's a year older. So they need him more now than they did last year. I would I agree. would assume that they're already on the phone about it. Uh, if not, they will be any day now. Can they get some sort of discount? Because I don't know that they'll have the best offer. Uh, that's, that's what it's going to be is how, how much do the Giants let Beckham get involved if there is a trade? Does Beckham get to pick his destination? Cause if not, if it's just the Giants sending him wherever, the Patriots won't get him cause they can't offer what other teams like say Cleveland can offer. But if Beckham has a say in it, Beckham doesn't want to go to Cleveland. Beckham doesn't want to go to a team that can offer a top 10 draft pick. He wants to go to a team where he has a chance to win and that's going to be New England. So the Patriots best chance is I'm not encouraging tampering or anything. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but the Patriots' best chances for Beckham to be their biggest proponent inside the Giants organization. Well, and I think certainly he would be. Um, yeah. The, t- taking a look at his contract, okay, uh, Odell Beckham is five years younger than Antonio Brown. He's 26. He will be 26 in the 2019 season. 
His cap hit this year is $21 million. Uh, his cap hit in uh, 2020, when he's 27, uh, is actually less. It's $19.25 million. Uh, he has a potential out after the uh, or before the 2021 season. Uh, but if you run the uh, table on the Beckham uh, contract, it actually runs through 2023. And it would make a lot more sense to me for the Patriots to go hard after Odell Beckham Jr. Um, this year in be- simply because with Tom Brady's situation, we'll get to that real quick in a moment, um, you do want to maximize Brady's years, his final two to three years. Oh, absolutely. And look, it's, would it be Belichick's favorite contract? Probably not, but you get Beckham in the building. Maybe you can restructure. You put a couple more years on the end. You spread that money out. And the fact of the matter is, Brady's probably going to retire before that contract is up. And then you have a rookie quarterback on the books and you're essentially paying your wide receiver like your quarterback and your quarterback like your wide receiver. It's not a great contract, but it's very flexible, especially where the Patriots are at and the, the contract aside, the talent's immense. He's a top three receiver in the league. Brady's only played with the top three receiver once before, and he had arguably the greatest season a quarterback has ever had. So to close the book out like this, um, this would be – you said maximize the window while you can. There is no way you could maximize it more. Even with Antonio Brown, I think Beckham in New England with Tom Brady – is a better player. I think it's a better situation to have Beckham here than it is Brown. So uh, this, this is the most you could maximize the end of Tom Brady's window. Now, that being said, what do you have to give up? Because if you have to potentially give up players, that could change the conversation. But if you're only giving up draft picks, this is this is maximizing the situation. This is taking advantage of it. And the Patriots are young enough at enough spots where as long as you hold on to one pick earmarked for a quarterback this year or next year in the first two, three rounds, you can afford to give up some high draft capital. The offensive line, if Isaiah Wynn is the left tackle going forward, once Joe Tooney gets his extension, the offensive line's set for the next couple of years. They're in pretty good shape. Defensively, you do have Trey Flowers, but after that, again, one guy to extend, Kyle Van Noy. Once you do that, if Devin McCourty doesn't retire – the defense is actually relatively together. It's not perfect, but you do have some breathing room. The Patriots, credit to Bill Belichick, are actually in a spot where they can afford to move some high-level draft assets if it means capitalizing on a situation like Odell Beckham being available. All right, Tom Brady. He has a $27 million cap hit this upcoming season. Here's what I'm thinking. They extend Tom Brady for... Two more years, so through 2021, and they buy themselves, let's say, $10 million in cap relief uh, in the restructure, pay him, um, you know, an extra two-year extension for $50 million, 40 guaranteed. I'm throwing out numbers here, but the reason I'm doing this is if you have a ridiculous cap hit in his final year and he's not playing... I think that's okay. And the reason is, the reason why is because if the Patriots do their job this, this offseason, um, and draft a quarterback who's young and is still in his rookie deal going into that potential last Brady year, they have, um, 
enough of a grace period, uh, uh, overlap, if you will, so they could say, well, Tom didn't make it to his final year of his contract. So what? We have a quarterback in place who's ready to play under a rookie contract. I think that's a, a trade-off the Patriots would make in a heartbeat because I think it would solve a multitude of problems. So the one thing that I'm looking at when I look at Brady's potential extension is you mentioned two years. That would take him up to 44 years old. The number we've always heard is 45. I looking at that, I wonder if 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 Brady and Kraft angle Belichick for a third year, maybe it's a team option, maybe there's an out after two with the third year structured if they go there, something like that. And that could be a bargaining chip Belichick uses. Okay, you want to play till 45? Give me relief at ages 42, 43 and 44 and we'll put age 45 in the contract. Now that it really is in sight, right? Age 45, this is weird to say, it's in view. It's it's Three years off. We're not looking at that much longer. The Patriots, Belichick can maybe use that as leverage because it looks good for Tom Brady and it looks great for the TB12 brand. If age 45, there's a contract on the table, I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick takes that and says, we'll put 45 in the books, but you're going to help me out with 42, 43, and 44. I want to thank everybody for downloading today's podcast. I want to thank our terrific sponsors, The Athletic and Robin Hood. Also want to thank our great guest, Alex Barth, covering the Patriots along with Evan Lazar for CLNS Media. Do me a favor, follow him on Twitter at RealAlexBarth. That's R-E-A-L-A-L-E-X-B-A-R-T-H. For producer Mike Alonji and the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, this is Mike Petralia, and this has been the Patriot Speed Podcast, powered by CLNS Media. Hello, I'm Dan Lothian, host of the Behind the Media Podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Along with Jimmy Young, we dive into the biggest media headlines each week with honest, informed, and sometimes irreverent perspectives. It's not all serious. We deliver information and entertainment. As we like to say on Behind the Media, we find the interesting in media so you don't have to go searching for it. Listen to our podcast and get prepped for the next trip to the water cooler. Subscribe to Behind the Media wherever you get your podcast or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.